0: Resilient Solutions, Episode 5, Season 2, Dealing with the COVID Crush, or How to Enhance Your Personal Resilience and Perseverance by Practicing Self-Care. Hey, this is John Thurman in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and I want to jump right in with a serious question. How are you really doing today? The past two years have been tough. As a matter of fact, the research tells us that there's a dramatic increase in American adults struggling with depression and anxiety. And while things are getting better, there's a season that we're gonna be dealing with this COVID crap. And whether you're a Christian or not, it has impacted you and what I encourage you to do is see it for what it is, embrace the truth of scripture, the presence of the Holy Spirit, and the hope that God gives us and move forward. But don't kid yourself. We have all been impacted by one degree or another with the COVID craziness. There's been an increase in suicide, divorce, just all sorts of bad things. And while I'm not going to harp on the bad today, I do want to remind you that we are in a recovery mode. And while it's great to be positive and excited, it's also great to have a reality based on your life, realizing that we're moving out of a very dark time in our life. Hello, my name is John Thurman. I'm a licensed mental health professional, a work-life consultant, and a speaker and author. And my mission is to help people become more resilient in their personal life, their relationships, their business endeavors, and in their faith. And I do this by using a combination of resiliency principles, positive psychology, and biblical principles. And today, we're going to be talking about one of the best things you can do to move through this post-COVID mess, and it's called self-compassion, self-care. Well, I'm glad you joined me today. I'm really grateful that you're letting me be a part of your day. Hang on tight and for the next 10 to 12, 15 minutes, I want to give you some tools that could change your life and improve your relationships and even make you more profitable in your business. Let's jump right in. Well, once again, thanks for joining me today, John Thurman. Here, the other day, one of my friends said, "Hey, John, how would you name 2021?" I went, "Oh my gosh, 20 and 2021." I could say the year that our lives sucked, but I'll go with something more professional. How about the year of the COVID crush? You know that constant drone we had of scary news predictions. Nothing good really was coming out of the news uh, sources. Lockdowns, social isolation. And the ever-divisive vaxxed or unvaxxed. Well, I'm glad we're almost done with that. And I'm glad we're moving forward. I'm glad I live in a country that's an optimistic country. But as I mentioned in the intro, we're not out of the woods yet. And there's going to be a lot of residual stuff several people have to deal with. Matter of fact, if you just look at things from a mental health perspective the past two years, Suicide and depression have gone up with adults and young people. Anxiety disorders have gone up with adults and young people. Divorces, domestic abuse. There's just a whole bunch of bad stuff that's gone on the past couple of years. And let me give you just a couple of quick statistics to look at. This is a comparison between 2019 and 2021. In in the area of anxiety, between January and December of 2019, 7.4 to 8.6 of American adults reported feeling anxious. Between January 20 and August 21st, 28.2% to 37.2% reported feeling anxious. Now, this comes from the American Psychological Association Monitor. It's a publication that quotes and, and does a lot of research and referencing. In the area of depression, in that same time frame in 2019, Uh, The general American population reported 5.6 to 7.5% depressive feelings. But April 2020 to August 2022, that rose to between 20.2 and 31.1%. Folks, COVID has a lot of people jacked up, whether you're Christian or not. We have all experienced some wearing and tearing of our psyche, our spirituality, and things like that. In New Mexico, we got to take our masks off a couple of weeks ago, and it's been great to go to church and see people fully engaged in worship and greeting each other and seeing their teeth and their smiles. It's wonderful. And while I am so thankful that the numbers are coming down, I want to share with you some things that you can do to expedite your recovery, to feel better quicker, to get your resilience back, to rebuild hope in your life. And it's really all about self-compassion. I hear some of my Christian friends going, oh, that love yourself, that's just not right. I mean, you're supposed to love God first. Yeah, I get it. I get it. And that's what the scripture says. But what happens in a lot of American culture is rather than having self-love and self-compassion, we tend to have self-doubt, self-loathing, and just all manner of nastiness that doesn't help anybody. Well, before I jump in talking about self-compassion or self-care, let me start off with the words of Jesus. This is Red Letters, folks. You can't make this stuff up. This rich young ruler came to visit Jesus. He was questioning him. Jesus was out teaching one time, and he said, Teacher, which is the most important commandment of the law of Moses? Jesus replied, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. The second is equally as important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. Matthew 22, verses 36 through 40. So what comes to mind when you think of self-compassion? Some weird New Age concept? Something you heard in a uh, EAP presentation at Work Life? When we go to the scriptures, even the Old Testament, and we see that this is an important concept— now, in my show notes and on my blog, you'll see a link to Jen Schultz, who's a great practical faith-based blogger. It has some wonderful ideas and concepts, and she's done a little blog called 10 Verses About Self-Care, and uh, you'll get the link to that in the notes. Be sure you take a look at it. Most people, when you hear the term self-care, get a little concerned, but I want to tell you it's a good concern. Self-care is a great thing you need to be doing. It helps multiply your life, it multiplies your efforts, and it helps you be clear in your thinking. Matter of fact, there's some really great truths about self-care and self-compassion, particularly in regards to enhancing your resilience. You see, good self-care and self-compassion brings forth resilience. It enables you to be more flexible, more agile as you face life challenges. It gives you a clearer head. And overall, enhances your ability to live a life that's meaningful, intentional, and well-lived. Try and remember the last time you flew. When you got this safety briefing, it came to the part where the flight attendant said, in event of sudden cabin depressurization, your mask will drop from above. First place it over your mouth, then you can help others. Because if you don't do that, you're going to pass out in about 10 seconds. Self-care is important. So before I get into... Eight ways of practicing self-care. Let me give you the benefits real quick. Self-care does the following positive things for you. Number one, it improves your self-esteem. It helps you develop boundaries. It increases your insight decision-making and motivation. It actually boosts your immune system. It enhances your stress management skills, improves your productivity by basically fostering a great ability to focus and sort through decisions. It also has a profound impact on your spirituality and a sense of your meaning. As you take care of yourself, you can learn more about God's plan for your life, what He wants to do in and through your life, and things like that. Other things we know about self-compassion and self-care is that it heightens your connectivity to yourselves and to others. It also increases your resilience, and it gives you a greater ability to set appropriate boundaries, both internally and externally. Now, with all that in mind, let's jump and look at some ways to practice self-care. Well, first thing you want to do with self-care is make sure you've got your horizontal and your vertical relationships in order. Or to quote Jesus from that passage we used earlier, first love God, then love yourself and love your family. So get your horizontal and vertical relationships right. Jesus invites us to relationship with him. And if you want to know more about that, talk to a pastor or you can email me, john at johntherman.info. Number two, remember, you and I are constantly fighting that interposer. We try to give such good face to the world, and yet, I don't know about you, but in those moments by myself, sometimes I can go to some dark places and go, man, if people really knew how messed up I were, I don't know what they'd have to do with me. And, you know, the truth is, we are all messed up. We're all a little jacked up. We've all got issues. If we didn't, we wouldn't need Jesus. Matter of fact, I love what Romans 7 and 8 says. The Apostle Paul says, I know the right stuff to do, and I mess it up every time. I am so messed up. And yet he comes back in chapter 8 and says, but thanks be to God who loves me, forgives me, and puts the Holy Spirit in me. Number three, be a buddy to yourself. Would you offer your best friend support and encouragement if they were having a bad day? Would you cheer them when they had a good one? Well, do that for yourself. Number four. Sit less, move more. Get up and move around. Walk, exercise, engage your body. It helps you feel better. Plus, it helps with GI issues and things like that. Number five, use your meals as a time of self-care. Rather than scarfing your meal down as quick as you can, take a minute to pause, express gratitude for the food, slowly chew it, feel the textures, taste the food, enjoy it. And when you eat in a mindful manner, your digestion's better. You enjoy the food more. You feel better because you realize that hands have prepared that for you. Money's been provided for you to buy that food and purchase that food. And when you're eating, just be still. Enjoy the food and make it an act of gratitude. Number six, get the rest your body needs. Try to get at least seven to eight hours of sleep a night. Well, how do you do that? Turn the screen off turn the TV off, and give you some time to unwind and get into kind of a relaxed state. Next, you want to look at having a time of stillness and quietness in the morning, a quiet time. My wife and I both do this. We do this differently, but that's a time where you're maybe meditating, doing some breathing. For us, it's reading and listening to scripture or reading and listening to some inspirational reading or a devotional book. However you do that, it's a time just to kind of set yourself still for a few minutes before the day begins. That time of reflection and quietness really gives you energy later in the day. Next, be careful about limiting your screen time and your news intake. This week, there's a lot going on in the Ukraine, and it's real easy. It's sucked into the TV, and watch what you need to watch to stay informed, but don't find yourself attached to it too much. And finally, number nine, if you need help, ask for help. Sure, you can call me or a therapist or work-life coach, but ask your partner, ask a co-worker, ask a friend at church. Find someone you can ask to kind of partner with you to have that accountability. I hope you found this little shortcast helpful today. It really is pretty simple to do this self-care. And you know what? You have to take care of yourself because you're giving out to others constantly. Let me give you a little illustration from scripture that's still right there today. In the Holy Land, in Israel, you have the Sea of Galilee, which is really a big lake, and it's fed by the Jordan River. And it has an inlet and an outlet. And that goes on down to the Dead Sea. And the difference between the Sea of Galilee and the Dead Sea is the Sea of Galilee is a freshwater body alive with fish and life. It's fun to go on. It's fun to float, fun to take the tour, fun to drive around. But the Dead Sea is a place where the Jordan River stops. There's no outlet. And so all the water is loaded with chemicals. Nothing grows in it except salt crystals. Do you want to be a person filled with life, that water and life flow through you? Or do you want to be just dead, salty for no good? I would encourage you, take the time you need to develop self-care. Love yourself. God created you. He says you're good. He knows you're jacked up, and that's why Jesus came to help you deal with your sin and embrace him in a relationship with him. Well, I hope you'll do that. I'm an author, a therapist, a licensed mental health professional, and work-life consultant. And if you need help and you'd like to work with me, give me a call at 505-343-2011. Once again, that number is 505-343-2011, or email me. John at JohnThurman.info Thank you so much for joining me today You are not alone Get yourself into a local Bible-believing church Get you around some people who are going to build you up And edify you And if you need help, get it There are resources in your community Hey, I just like to remind you of one thing This is the day that the Lord has made And I'll make a choice To rejoice And be glad in it Take care, we'll see you next week God bless